Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello for those who... Hello. There's an echo there. Where? Hello for those who will... Um be hearing this. It's uh, Michael Adams. It's called Religion Dystopia. And it is allegedly August the 30th, 2017. So getting close to the a, a nice three-day weekend to go camping. This is uh, Old Religion Dystopia, Knowing versus Belief. And this is part 20 of my conversation with M.K. Davis on crypt- cryptozoology and his work. And once again, you can find his work at uh, GreenWave2010FB. That's his YouTube channel. Once again, GreenWave2010FB. Of course, it will be in the information box. And then also uh, the Davis Report. And um, some cool images have come out from there, uh, from both resources, so. And uh, once again, thanks, MK, for joining me, and thank you for having the conversation beforehand and uh, letting me vent a little bit and letting me express some of the things that I'm going through. And and thank you for relating. (laughs) (laughs) The things you have to go through. The silliest. Well, we all have. We all. The saying goes, we all have crosses to bear. (laughs) I guess so. They don't, but they neglect to say it's other people and their personalities. It's the cross that we bear <laughs> most of the time. Anyways, uh, shout out to the folks that are suffering from uh, the bad weather from um, Hurricane Harvey. And um, I know like today we had a ton of rain last night and uh all my beautiful sunflowers are all drooping and leaning on the ground, so I don't know what to do about that. Roping them up, I don't know. The weight, how big these giant sunflowers are. Do they just snap off? Or do you just let them go and let the squirrels eat them again? So, I don't know. <laughs> they seem to travel up this way. We have bad weather. Well, MK, a lot of things have been going on, haven't they, since we talked last? Um... What's, well, first of all, how was your your adventure yesterday? You don't have to tell us what you actually uh, acquired if it's against any particular rules or regulations. But uh, did you have any success? Well, uh, what are you talking about exactly? Well, uh, remember yesterday, sure. yesterday or the day before we we had a short conference. I think it was yesterday, and you were out in the field uh, getting ready to hunt, do some hunting. Not of an animal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right, right. I did have a little bit of success. I did. Uh, I found a couple of pottery shards, and then a, a petrified, uh, you know, fossilized bone. Oh, did you? Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. But, How about? Uh, 
I don't, I don't know, I don't what know what it is. I don't know which like the regs are in your your neck of the woods, but I know here as a as a child, and along the um, the Maumee River and close to the Fort Meigs and all that, and especially my, my big brother and my father, um, the generation before me, <clears throat> it was really easy to find like Indian heads and you know or you know arrowheads and all sorts of things, but. I don't know what the state regs are at this point. You know, they pretty much have, have kept us from pretty much doing anything anymore. So in the state of Ohio, um, well, it's, it's like that in a lot of states, uh, especially out west. You can't pick up, you can't pick up an arrowhead out west or artifacts or pottery or anything without breaking the law. In most states out there, and. And it gets even worse. You can't pick up the feather of an eagle, even even if it's laying on the ground. It's a fifteen hundred dollar fine. Really? Uh, Native, yeah. Native Americans went to court about it because a lot of their ritual stuff involves eagle feathers. They don't get the eagle feathers off the eagle, but you know some some stupid lawmaker thought they did. So he gets this law, he has it attached to some other legislation, gets it through there, and now you're a criminal if you pick up pick up an eagle feather off the ground. You have to look at it. You find you for looking at it. Uh, a, a, an eagle is an endangered bird. It's not so much anymore, but it used to be. And it's uh, it, it's this the national symbol. Yeah, yeah, you want to protect it, but what does picking up a bird feather off the ground have to do with endangering an eagle? No, they'll make, you know, that, that, that. make up all sorts of excuses. Oh, there you go. Don't touch a bird feather. You could get a disease. And Well, you know, uh, uh, you can get a disease from all sorts of things. Sharing a pencil. Uh, being in the same room with someone, you know what I mean? It's just so stupid. And if you look at in the past decade since 9/11, the amount of laws that have been passed, and it was each new president that, that, that it's just the exponential amount. I mean, we're talking tens, hundreds of thousands of laws. Could you imagine uh, an eagle flying over and a feather coming out of his wing? It floats toward the earth, and you get you have to run from it to make sure it doesn't touch you. <laughs> Not because so you won't get fined. <laughs> or yeah, I wonder if they have like uh, you know, there's uh, they have lawyers now that are strictly for you know, eagles' rights. <laughs> I'm all for eagles now. I, mean, I, I, I think they're magnificent birds. So I, I, I want them to do well. Sure. I wouldn't pick up a feather if I thought it would hurt them, but if it's not attached to them, obviously it's not going to hurt them. Uh, Protecting our wildlife, protecting our watersheds, it all makes sense. It's all, it's, yeah, that all makes sense, but to take it to the degree where it's a crime to have a... Well, I I just, I just think that a a little stupidity crept in, you know? Well, somebody... And somebody got to fill themselves, you know. Well, the thing is, MK, the average person didn't cause the deep, the, the, uh, 
population of these animals. It was industry once again in the big boys. Well, farming too. The use of DDT. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it wasn't the average. DDT, is, DDT made their eggs get thin. Right. Uh, they could, but the could, average, couldn't hatch their hatchlings. But the average hunter, the average Joe, the average whatever, you know, guy and gal out there wasn't saying, hey, there's a bald eagle. I think it's a great idea to go blow it away or get a feather. You know what I mean? It just. Well, I mean, it happens. That happens too. I mean, it, I know it does. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, they, the mascot for Southern Mississippi, the college, is the Golden Eagle, and they had, it wasn't a bald eagle; it was a Golden Eagle. That sucker died. They did an autopsy, and he had lead shot in him. Somebody shot him. Ah. Well, it is changed. <laughs> Well, I, I'm not denying the fact that it's uh, it happens. I'm just saying the I'm, what I'm going back to is that the average person doesn't do it, and it once again, as the epigenetic uh, consequences of he- heavy industry and the use of chemicals and just blatantly, oh, yeah. Yeah, no just blatantly throwing all the stuff out there in the environment where it's geoengineering, whether it's uh, using heavy chemicals for. Uh, you know, um, it, a pest control, whatever. There's well, literally. Going back, going back to Bigfoot and right. the use of use of chemicals. Uh, you know, the Bluff Creek area is where they made this road back in the fifties that that they found the first Bigfoot tracks that were publicized, and they coined the name Bigfoot all over the world, but. That road was a very difficult road to build. And they first tried to build it. They built it down in the creek beds. So because they thought it would be easier and they were going to follow the streams and stuff. But, you know, frequent floods and stuff destabilized what they did. So they, but anyway, they to make a long story short. They got the sand and mixed quicklime with it. And it made it set up hard. And that was the idea was that they would put the road on top of that. Well, the quicklime gets in the water of the stream and completely erases all the chemical scents that salmon need to go upstream to their homing and their home stream. So right now, Bluff Creek has no salmon. Huh. That's the, the big, the biggest fish that it's got in it, the little minnows. And even though, even though it's been a long time since that was done, but the, it stopped that process. You know, where each succeeding generation comes back to that spot, it sent the chemical signals down for the next generation to come back to it. So they stopped that. It, it interrupted that entire process. Uh, they may could get it started again if they wanted to. I don't know. Uh, those those kinds of things. So when you when you see those people out there on Bluff Creek back in the fifties in the Bluff Creek area, Blue Creek, Bluff Creek, know that that, that they live in an age. They lived in an age where corporations rule. Corporations do. ran the ran the country. Corporations uh, 
almost everything bows to the will of corporations, even even environmentally. And the, people have blind and, faith. People have blind faith in them and in science, and they like no one ever suspected back then that that, that, that these people were to just irresponsibly doing this. You know what I mean? If you look at there's been uh, study after you know study, and it's, it's been proven that over half of peer-reviewed papers are not peer-reviewed. They're just made up, thrown out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine how many papers are out there that don't even claim peer review that are made up. Yeah. You it's know, I remember when I when I first got into Bigfooting, I brought to the table my astrophotography skills and I said that what I've seen in this film is much there's a much better film out there that you could do wonders with if you could get your hands on. And I immediately got adverse reaction to that. And people published there was a man who published an entire scientific paper on why you could not blow up and enlarge the Patterson film beyond a certain point. Okay, I read that thing. It was about 20 pages long. I said, well, all this is hokey if he don't know the basic information to begin with on distances and film stock and lenses and all of that. How does he know this? Somebody told him. Well, that's not proof. What I'm seeing is a good film, and to me, that's proof. So what I did was I blew it up until it was life-size or around somewhere there about. I think it was, the Bigfoot was like six foot seven. And she looked pretty darn good. And people were like aghast. How did you do that? Well, I, I just did it. Because it could be done. Well, why didn't you do it? <laughs> that's a darn good you know, question. That, why, why didn't they do it? It's a big, and obviously, it's because they didn't want to have it being done. And that's why you've been so criticized and so, you know, uh, harped upon and so hounded on because it's, they were doing, you did something that they didn't want done. Well, you got worse. I received even more criticism. How you can criticize somebody actually doing the thing, I don't know, but they did. And so I blew it up until her, just her head was seven feet tall. <laughs> And she still looks good. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? At that at that period of time, they shut up. They didn't right. say anything more about that. They were clearly wrong. Well, they went they went on and, the ad uh, hominem attacks then, right? They started attacking you. The well, well, then you then you look at then you look at the person who wrote the article, the scientific paper. And this man was a uh, invertebrate biologist. He had no photography expertise other than what he read off the net. He was well, just regurgitating internet stuff. It makes you wonder if that's what what they have to do, you know, in order to maintain and hold on to their uh, their tenure and anything else. You have to do something so blatantly dishonest, like what he did, you know, to, to in order to maintain. You know, to def- de- defend the, the status quo, yet it's part of your responsibility. If you and, and you know, and that the, the, there must be some kind of 
peer pressure in that way. Well, there must be. It's in order to well, what, what, is, what does Bigfoot mean to you? That you feel like you need to defend it against the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, right. It's, it's, it's either real or it's not real. Let's look at the evidence. Oh, no, no, we don't. We don't want to do that. We want to go on with just conjecture. We're happy going down that road. Well, so my, they, they my, like, my impression they, is... They like... Bigfoot is a concept to, to many people. It's a concept. It's an idea. You know, when something hits them really hard between the eyes, that's really hard evidence, they're, they're, they're stunned and shocked. Well, darn, I, it's obvious that they really didn't believe it themselves. You know? Uh, so, or, 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 a, they, or, or they they didn't want other people to believe it because it threatened their paradigm. The you know what I mean, and uh, because you know this is what happens, MJ, uh, MJ, MK. Uh, you know what it's like. You know, once you start questioning things, uh, things start falling apart. You know, everything start. I mean, things start crumbling around you as far as what's been told to you in life, and a lot of people can't handle that. And um, usually they get, you know, they go through the, the, the stages of truth and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the thing is, you know, it takes uh, some time and discipline and acceptance of the fact that, you know, uh, to be okay that you actually have been lied to and that um, there is a better answer out there and that you start disciplining yourself to do, um, you know, scientific research on your own you don't need a phd or even to go to college or even to take a class to start applying the scientific method in your life you don't need it and that troubles obviously troubles the authority because if you start applying that kind of stuff like which you just did you which you're do, you've done with the Patterson film uh being your own scientist basically doing your own scientific research well, that pretty much kind of negates their authority and their 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 position and the legitimacy of who they are. That's the only thing I can see of it. Well, Unless they want, well, maybe, maybe. I think that I think that if people had to pay twenty dollars to get into an argument, you wouldn't hear any more. <laughs> you know, uh, our arguments are free. You know, and, and, and people will pummel their fellow man because it don't cost them a darn thing to do it. All right. You know, but what it, the toll that it takes in progress is, is immeasurable. Now, but when I came along, the, the, the Patterson film was language. Hardly anyone believed it. It was nothing but fighting over it. And, and they charge so much to use it on on TV. They never showed it because because who wants to show something that's questionable and pay a lot of money to do it? Uh, by the time I got through with my research on it, the Patterson film has enjoyed a renaissance. Uh, a lot of people don't like to say that I had anything to do with it, but I I know where it was before I started. Right. And you know, other people have claimed my work. They have copied my techniques. And they, they do it shamelessly. 
And uh, that bothers me because it's hard work. And a lot of my techniques were developed for the unique conditions on that film to take advantage of the lighting and of the film stop and of the, the, the camera types to get the best out of it. And then someone else finds out what I was doing and makes thing you know they're doing it and they say, I did this, I did this. <laughs> you know. Or they tweak it just a little bit and put put the yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah. yeah, they they I've seen my videos put up, you know, a frame taken out. Well, they're all they over the place. They claim it's there. It's, it's an inevitability if you have if anybody posts a uh, Bigfoot video that your you your 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 work's going to be on it. This is an inevitability. I mean, from my own like, observation, yeah. you know. But I understand now. I don't mind my work being used. I just needs to be, you know, acknowledged that I did the work. Or or, or if you did something else to it, just say based on. You know, I, just explain it. Don't 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 take it and use it as if it's yours. Right. So you, you didn't you broke you broke up there just a bit. So what he was, MK was saying it was, uh, you know, if you're going to use his work and tweak it a little bit, make sure it's based on his work. You know, based on MK's work. It's just common courtesy, and, and that's all it is. And it just shows respect. That's all it ever is. It's, it's, it's acknowledgement of someone else's hard work. You know, that's all, that's all it is. Uh, I do a lot of my stuff. I do it completely free. You know, I don't charge anything for it. Uh, my goal is to advance this film because it's an authentic film of a Bigfoot. And it's got so, some fascinating, uh, fascinating things about it. I mean, like I mentioned earlier to you prior to recording, you know, I found an, an image, and I don't know if it's true or not, um, but there's more than one Bigfoot. Patty's walking into the, getting ready to walk into the woods, and uh, people have been able to somehow bring out the heads of a couple other Bigfoot. Now I don't know if it's true or not, legit. I don't know. Well, I mean, aside from What's, the film itself, aside from the film itself, uh, eyewitness testimony says that there were seven total. Right. They were they, they were in pursuit of the tracks of seven di- seven different individuals, of which Patty was one of them. Six others, other than her. So where are they? Would it really be that surprising if they're on that film? I don't think so. In fact, it's, I'd be very surprising that they're not on that film. And it still raises up the question because after all these years and everybody's experience. And how their interaction with these creatures, how in the middle of a broad daylight they actually brought in or had such close contact with seven of them. And what was it that they were doing? How many people were really involved? I know we have the certain number. I know that you've been able to, you know, gather X number of people that are involved. But that makes you makes me think that there's probably knowing that uh, now the different agencies involved, that there probably could have been a lot more involved. I mean... Well, if, if, you, if, you, believe, if you believe Patterson and Gamlin's story, then only they were involved. 
<laughs> I don't believe just it. Those just those two people. I don't believe it. But the story break the story breaks down real rapidly upon examination. It's been it's been questions have been asked in the past that they could not answer about technical logistical problems with their timeline. So they, did, they were able to demonstrate even way back then that their story was problematic. Okay, so you say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use Patterson and Gendlin's story. Now, how many people were there? Well, if you if you go to other people's stories, it's a lot of people were there. And if you yeah, look yeah. at the at the Patterson film itself, you can see the evidence of a lot of people having been there. You know, so uh, you, you're going to you're going to get uh, uh, representatives from my 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 research tells me and. And I'm not going to go into how I know because I don't want to be distracted into that. I just know it. But you're going to get people who were represented, represented Humboldt State University down there. Uh, you're going to get people who represented the United States Forestry Service down there. You're going to get people who represented the Forestry Service of Canada. It's basically down there. Represent- Representations of uh, both governments, so that's right, right. And, and, and they're both kind of pulling together on this project, you know. Um, so what what so, you're gonna have you're gonna have representatives of a large corporation down there, multi million, maybe even billion billion dollar right corporation. Well, I'm gonna bring um, up something. Well, go ahead. You go ahead, Benjamin. I mean, you're done. I'm going to bring well, you know, the, 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 the list goes on and on. And you say, well, how is it that, that all these people were down there? They're able to sneak up. Well, she wasn't sneaked up on. <laughs> it should be clear that she's not being sneaked up on. That she's right out there in the open walking in front of them in broad daylight. Something Bigfoot do not do. Right. It's not good for their health. Not good for their health. No. Uh, <laughs> but, so it should be clear that this is a situation forced upon her, and you got all these people there. So the assumption is that they forced this on her in some way. And well, then you look at the film. You well, look at the film a, again. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. You were talking about the film. All that you talk about. Well, well, that, 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 that you go Why? back and forth to the film. You go back and forth to the film to the story. Everything has to be checked against the film. And if if the film says no, then you have to go with no. But the film does not say no to that. And it does not say no to a lot more uh, essential parts of the story. So you go go with what the film agrees with. If the film does not agree with Patterson and Gimlin's story, you can't even accept theirs. They've already demonstrated that they that that their story had problems. So, uh, what you what it leaves you with is a magnificent film. Of uh, I keep calling it a big place, a Sasquatch. A magnificent film of a Sasquatch, and, and far greater clarity than anyone ever thought or knew, except the people involved. But now, now a lot more people. 
Well, you know, what I'm thinking, too, is like, you know, I, I think about, okay, uh, places like India and Africa and other places like game reserves and all that kind of stuff. And what it kind of takes to uh, herd uh, a, a large predator into a given area so someone could, uh, you know, say a prize game hunter who decides, you know, and he's got the money and the, the status and he's going to get himself a tiger. All right. And yeah. so they got the elephants and then they got all the other guys and they got, and it's not just a few guys, you got hundreds of guys and they're beating the bushes and driving the animal towards a certain area. Common sense logic says that in the kicking of, I don't know if logic isn't the right way of saying it, but it would not be surprising to me. And if if it okay, if it was me and it was my, I was in charge of this situation, and I was in charge, and I needed to capture X number of Sasquatch. Uh, knowing how uh, elusive these creatures are, uh, how potentially aggressive they are, I would have a ton of people. And I would be surrounding a certain perimeter, and I'd be, you know, pincering in, pushing, having pincer points, and, and pushing people in, and constantly pushing them, and rounding them into a given area. Now, maybe I'm full of it, but every other example in life, as far as having that successful hunt like whatever it may be, requires a large number of human beings at this point. Now, you can get lucky, you can get a lucky shot, and we can pretend that this was a lucky shot, or we can assume it's a lucky shot, like Patterson and Gimlin and everyone else involved wants us to believe. Or we can just... Well, there's, say, there's, there's, only, there's only two reasons why you'd ever see a Bigfoot waltzing or sauntering out in the daylight in front of a person with a camera and rifles. You know, one is it, it was pushed into doing it yeah. by some immediate threat or it was enticed into doing it. By or something both. That, or, 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 or maybe some combination of the two. Which is probably the both. more likely of the thing, so... But what you're looking at on the film is not natural or normal for a Bigfoot. And it should be people people who see it. You have to get beyond is it real? Is it a man in a suit? Before you can ask those more legitimate questions about why is it there? You know, uh, so it never gets to that. When I, when I got into the... Uh, the Bigfoot Arena with the Patterson film, it was languishing. No one was asking those questions because they could not get past whether it was authentic or not. Well, all right. But what do you think about the criticism that's out there? And I don't have to mention the, the gentleman's name because, quite frankly, I don't really like him, so I'm not going to. So <laughs> that's my own personal opinion. I'm not speaking for M.K. Davis, I'm speaking for Michael Adams. And uh, but anyways, there's a guy out there. Then there's a guy, well, that's probably more than one. Uh, that's like you know, okay, like the pool that you know 
that's so red in the red footprints of the dog and the suggestion out there that it's simply uh, fall coloring, but it's just, it's not, there's no way, let's put it this way, there's no way it could be blood. What's, what's anything, anything, anything but blood. Right. <laughs> Why? Why is that? Why? It's like, I'm going to watch them play around with the, uh, never, never mind that you have Bigfoot walking in front in the broad daylight in front of them when they both have rifles, but never mind the fact that, you know, there are other people there with rifles as well. And there's, and there's a, there's a dog. It, not, it can't, not, it can't be blood. It can't, it just can't be blood. I took, I took the film. I had a copy of the film for a couple of years and I took it to the, of optical physicist by the name of Bruce McAbee lives up there in Lima, Ohio. I, I actually stayed with him in his house and let him look at it. And he was, he, he was willing to go on record, a video record. By the way, it's, Li- that that, it's not Lima, it's Lima. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lima. Okay. Well, I it's Lima in Peru. I just, I just live up the road from it. So I always yeah. give people a hard time. So uh, well, he was, uh, he won a record that's, that to state that, in his opinion, based upon his expertise, that that was a pool of red substance. And uh, I got that to this day. I have it. I can use it if I need to. Well, I don't understand I'm, why the, uh, folks feel they have the need to prove it wrong. What? what I don't even see the why. Unless they're, well, yeah, it's mo- mo- mostly it's the same people that were that before I came along were fighting over the authenticity. No, I'm talking you know, about and, a, new well, blood, it, it, a, a new blood what, of people. I mean, if I have to mention the name, I will. Starts with a T, it ends with a Y. All right, that's enough. And he's he's like taking you know he's like he's from another country and he's trying to be the next Jew, and he's criticizing what your your work about and said there's no way it could be blood, and I'm just thinking to myself why in the hell, are, what's what is it to you, one way or the other, why I mean is it just clickbait maybe. Or is it, once again, what I'm experiencing is there's a huge element, like every other potential movement out there, of disinformation agents that sound, you know, they do some, you know, and this is what they always do. This is how you do it. You 80% credibility. People try to, they become experts by their own hands. In, in other words, they they, de- they declare themselves to be experts. Well, I don't. But he said there's no way. It's red, a red substance, and experts already said that a red substance is in that pool. Why? Why can it be blood? Well, I I don't know why. I don't know. Blood's red. Blood's red, isn't it? It can be anything that's red, right? Well, I can't even understand why people are having an issue with the fact that there was more than two two individuals and that there was more than one Bigfoot and that there's more to the story than well, I, I, I you, are you talking about are you talking about Bigfoot Tony? Is that who you're talking about? Yes. But just yeah. 
Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've never met him. I've never even watched one of his videos. But people always looking for somebody to do their work for them. Uh, uh, a breakdown guy like him, it's become kind of a cottage industry. It's, it's basically someone doing the work of analyzing it and then telling you what you should believe. And saying in one breath, and before you go any further, they'll say, and, say, and, say, and then they'll go, okay, I'm not, no one's an expert, but and then they'll end up playing the experts. So, <laughs> so, well, why, why, is no, why is no one an expert? Well, it's because there's a cliche. That's, it, it's 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 a meme that's been pushed onto uh, the culture of Bigfoot research, like a few other things. It's, hey, it's a it, it's a it's a level playing field. But if you got a guy who's never seen one, and you have a guy who has seen one, which one of those would be the expert? Well, the guy who's seen a Bigfoot. Well, you would think, yeah. You know, at well, least yeah. he would be a little, a little further along the way, you know. Uh, well, and then, then it, it goes, it, it goes into the okay. Well, the the arguments of stuff like, well, what is a Bigfoot and all that other stuff. And now you're no longer an expert. Well, you know, it's like, uh, listen, if you have visual confirmation that you've seen a big old hairy creature, and you know for a fact that it ain't some guy in a suit. And you were attending some your know, twelve year old's birthday party where a guy was pretending to be Bigfoot for money. Uh, you know, listen, you got to, yeah. So, so you don't know uh, all the ins and outs and the biology and everything else. And this, now here's another one of those memes out there. I don't have it. In, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert. I don't have it in one in my garage. You know what I mean? That's another one, and, and it's just like, and I'm not, not knocking any of the individuals who start these things for say. Well, I mean, people people don't have a space shuttle in their garage either, but there are people who are experts on the space shuttle. Right, and there's right, and you know, it, it, I don't I don't even understand the logic of that. Well, it's it's you know it's like you know a seven. Uh, a there are seven, people who know more about it than than the average fellow. The average fellow knows very little about it, and he depends upon people like Bigfoot Tony to do his analyzing for him. And sure. you can watch Bigfoot Tony do it, and you don't even your brain can be asleep. You know, uh, you know it doesn't require any power when you got someone telling you. Uh, Bigfoot well, yeah, Tony's wrong. He's wrong. That's that 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 is a red substance in that pool. And I looked in Bob Gimlin. I looked in Bob Gimlin's eyes when I showed it to him. The reaction was unmistakable. I wasn't born. I'm six. I'm sixty-one years old. I wasn't born yesterday. I know I hit a nerve with him. It wasn't intentional. What, what was? I didn't know what. It, I, I wasn't saying it was blood either. What is a word to describe his reaction? What's one word? Well, I'll tell you what he said. Where the hell did you get that? Oh. That's the exact words, the exact words he used. And he was angry, or was he a guilt? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes, he was upset. Hmm. Okay, but well, understand this: I'm not anti-Bob Kimmel. Uh, 
by any stretch of imagination. Uh, this is the 50th anniversary of the filming. He was one of the principals involved. And this is his time. I know his story's not real. I know that. I, yeah. I know basically what, what did happen. But I don't, it's still, it's not, I, I don't want to diminish an accomplishment. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to drag him in, into anything. Uh, just you know, I just nod and smile. Uh, I I know what happened. I know the story. So, just nod and smile. Well, you know, just I, one of, one of the things I wanted to say too, and about the, uh, you know, and if some people are going to bring up, you know, the fallacious argument of the pillow of authority, and I've brought it up, and I've already brought it up at the beginning of this this show, but. You know, um, what do we mean by expert, first of all? And it, just because someone's an expert doesn't make them superior over the person who's not an expert. So, you know, many a times uh, the person who starts out learning from the expert, you know, the uh, the student, if you will, uh, ends up becoming more knowledgeable than one that they started out with. It, I mean, that's just, there seems to be that cycle in, in life. So. You know, it's just, the, guy, it's, the, the guy that the guy that invented Nike shoes knew nothing about rubber. He tried every mix there was, every combination, uh, the vulcanizing process, and one day he hit the right one, and it made this fantastic lightweight sole, and he made a pair of shoes with it, and he 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 had written down the the exact mix, and he was able to reproduce. it. And now we have Nike shoes from a person who was absolutely not an expert on either shoes or rubber. Right. But uh, he was a dedicated person. Well, there you go. That's that's a great way to, to look at things. Uh, you know, if you really are truly interested in this subject, then be a dedicated person and follow through and realize that um, there is more to learn and there are people that are much more knowledgeable than you. And if you want to call call it ex, call them an expert, I mean, I, I personally would consider uh, MK in his realm, his field, what he's in particular has done, the closest thing to an expert that we have. So we're going to call him an expert. That doesn't mean I kissed MK's butt, and it doesn't mean that. I agree with everything that he says, and I'm sure he doesn't agree with a whole hell of a lot that I say. That's okay. <laughs> That's just well, you, can always, you, can, you can always be an expert on fallibility. Well, I am. You know? I am. Uh, any, any, anybody, anybody is an expert on fallibility. Well, uh, no I, one can surpass me. I, I, <laughs> for, every, for everything that I've nailed down about this film, there's been lots of things that I may have gotten wrong. Or that I, I had some wrong thinking on, had to correct. Well, you know, that's part of the process. Well, it's it's understandable that you need to do because there's so many holes in it. There's so many holes in the story that don't and, and, until they're uh, filled in. I mean, what else is going to happen? We're going to be keep falling into conjecture of or this, that, or the other speculation until we understand exactly how it all fell down, or it came about. Or we 
blindly believe the story of a couple people who, I mean, naively, if you want to, I mean, I, mean, I guess there's there always. Well, no, 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 this all happened in 2003. It hasn't been a long time believing his story. That's, that's not it. Bob Gillen shows up in 2003. Prior to that, no one had even heard from him, knew where he was. Or even thought of him, probably, right? Yeah. Uh, I got an interview I did with Al Hodson, and Al Hodson said 2003 was the first time he'd seen Bob Gimlin in 30-something years. Which is really... Uh, it's really... Yeah, it's that's so what I mean. All of, all, all of this, this, this loyalty and, and, and love and enamorment for Bob Gimlin just came up, popped up all at once. You know, you somebody that, I know, I know Bob would never tell a lie. How long you know Bob? Well, about 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of thing that you're looking at. It's it's a, it's not a reasonable thing to think that Bob Gimlin would never lie. That's putting him on a, a level with Jesus Christ. I heard a man tell me, he told me this. That no, there's never been a man who ever breathed air as good as Bob Gimlin. And that included Jesus Christ, I assume. That's that's not normal. No, nor is it normal. Nor is it normal just to show up after 30 years and be propped up and raised up all of a sudden. That's not normal either. No, but it was. It was. Complete, you know, or the complete, complete opposite is what's normal. It's like, where the hell have you been? And that's what you, you know what I mean? I, uh, look, I, I, I got somebody calling me from down in the Houston area. Can, can I, I'm going to take this call. I'll be right yeah. back. Okay. So, yeah, and there you go. You know, I got the, the hurricane going on. I'm glad he's talking to him. I'm thinking about doing a video about the, what's going on in the hurricane, a tribute to the folks um, that uh, what they're going through. And maybe people may remember, you know, what's going on. That This is not just natural what's happening. There really is geoengineering going on and et cetera. So, and, um, you know. Um, there's so much to talk to uh, MK about. There's so much to talk to. But the big thing is, is like, uh, yeah, going back to, this is my own personal opinion. MK is not involved in my opinion. So, but uh, when it comes to uh, this guy showing up all of a sudden and being raised up and having had perfect teeth and everything else. And this guy who was, you know, had supposedly had a terribly rough life and, uh, uh, Relatively speaking, um, nothing adds up. Nothing adds up. The only thing that adds up is that the only thing that actually adds up is that they, that they actually caught a Sasquatch on film. And if you, you look at it with the detail, the things there's just absolutely no way. Um, well, I, I can't say absolutely no way, but the. I mean, they could have spent millions upon millions of dollars to get a, the perfect Sasquatch image and uh, a suit and uh, have some guy 
and painstakingly detailed suit that would have been uh, excruciating and miserable to be in and of all the things that would have been a problem. But like I said, I mean, uh, there are, there's, there's, uh, whether it's real or not, I mean, there's an image out there of a, of other Sasquatches there. And then there's other folks who've, who've done some research and have seen things that potentially could be, and I'm not saying are, like clotheslines that have meat and flesh and all that kind of stuff along the edge. I don't know. All I know is, is that for some strange reason, no one seems to be able to duplicate what happened back in 1967. No one seems to be able to, and that, that usually what we do get and the images are individual uh, who, researchers who are having individual contact with stuff. Um, I'm going to have a shout out also to Doug Randall, um, and Doug, you know, me and Doug, and Doug's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we had a bit of a misunderstanding, and, and uh, but it's been settled, and I, I hope he sure puts his, his YouTube channel back up. And that you folks support folks like the Randalls, who are actually doing Bigfoot research. Support people like uh, Jerry Klein. People that are really going out in the field and doing it, not just, you know, uh, you know. And if, and if they stop doing it for any reason, then there's no reason to support them. You know, if all they're going to be doing is, uh, you know, conferences and that kind of thing, there's no reason to support them. And there's no reason for you to support me me doing a show you know i appreciate those who subscribe but i hope the reason why you're doing it is not necessarily because of me but because uh of the content of information that you're receiving so but uh yeah you know and there's been a lot of um a lot of abuse been thrown my way and you know maybe i i didn't handle it properly i don't know but I felt like I needed to stand up for myself. Um, you can certainly look at the uh, earlier video of my commentary, and people can make fun of me all they want. I don't care. You can make fun of the way I talk, and you can make fun of um, you know how poor I, I read at times, and you know, and um, but at least I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm not letting uh, my MS get in the way, and I'm not letting um, my struggles get in the way, uh, or what people think of me. So, And I hope that's an encouragement to other folks, to those of you who might have um, maybe a physical impairment or disability or something like that. And not to allow it to be an excuse to keep you from getting out there and having a voice. You know what I mean? Or, you know, or you have a lot of going on in life. You know, I'm a single father full time. I have my son. No help. Um, except for I'm on disability. Yeah, I'm on disability, folks. I used to be on the railroad. I used to do stuff. I used to be where we worked. Then I got hit with MS. I'm, I, it sucks. <clears throat> I miss working, actually, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, I've always been just who I am, so I've always kind of looked at things in a, 
what I, I believe to be, I believe that I am a critical thinker. I, I do ask questions. I do look outside the box. I don't keep myself uh, uh, pigeonholed or narrowed down into one position. I'm willing to challenge my position. I'm willing to have you challenge my position. But you got to challenge it. Just throwing ad hominem, uh, ad hominem attacks and insults is not challenging anything. It's just demonstrating one's, well, inability to critically think. And that's just the reality of things. So, so uh, hopefully MK joins us. I mean, a lot going on down there in Houston, that's for sure. And uh, hopefully it's something good, positive, not negative. Um, and, you know, yeah, so I believe in God. So we got guys. All right, hello. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm so, I apologize for that, but it was oh. right out of Houston there, and I had uh, somebody I know that was, in, you know, down there in that flood area, and I just had to talk to him just a minute. Oh, I understand completely. Uh, you did the right thing. So, are they okay? Uh, they're okay, as a matter of fact. But there's still more water coming down. It's sunshine right now, but it said that that reservoir is still trying to run out a lot of water and. Uh, so far, so good. It, 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 it's nothing, you know, the dam don't break or anything that they might get out of it without their homes involved. Well, I hope, uh, they don't, I hope, they, hope it doesn't break. I hope they don't break it. Like what yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it can happen. You know, it can happen. If there's no there's no protocol for what to do with a dam that's compromised. You know, you, you try to treat it with TLC, but sometimes that's not the right thing. You know, if if you if you uh, if you shake it or move it or vibrate, you know, let too much out, then stop it. All of a sudden, you know, anything like that, everything has to be to ma- to maintain a, a compromised dam. Everything has to be done very gingerly and smoothly. <laughs> and sometimes there's just not a way. Sometimes it goes anyway. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah. All the people are down in Houston, you know, they they need our prayers. I mean. They they just endured a day a deluge of epic fortunes. Uh, I agree. This I particular agree. person is is a it's one of the people who took some of the East Texas videos. Uh, oh that, really? Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, talking about the ones and in the hypitiation? Uh, right, right, exactly. It was the, and then uh, using the using the mirror. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant yeah. strategy. Absolutely brilliant strategy. I think yeah. I, I, it makes you wonder why more people don't do that. Uh, it, it, it's low tech too. I you know, know. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a simple solution to a simple problem. You know, uh, but you know, it, it's I guess I guess you know uh, uh, it, ideas come upon us. You know, a lot of times and. And like a bolt out of the blue, there's a solution to the problem. They they kept having problems getting anything on camera, but they stuff behind the camera going on. So somebody says, "Let's get a mirror." So they got a mirror. Well, I just it, to me, it did the trick. You know, uh, yeah. Anybody listens to that and has the situation, I mean, try it. What's the what's what what's you know, everybody's got mirrors, you know, everybody can get access of a mirror. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, you you don't really have to 
that have to buy a whole lot of stuff. You know, uh, the the complex way would be to buy an array of cameras all that point in all directions. But they obviously knew what a camera was, so that would scare them completely away. But the mirror didn't didn't scare them at all. The mirror didn't scare them at all. Oh, it was a brilliant idea, and thank goodness, because, you know, uh, I mean, it's right up there, in my opinion, the top ten videos, as far as what we yeah. captured, you know what I mean? So, who am I, he's though? Done, he's done so good. He's, he's got a research area there in South Texas. He said it's all underwater. It's gone. You know, he doubts that anything can be going well, on know, there for a long time. Well, yeah, but in the same token, though, it's just like, uh, you know, like places like California that where they have fires and all that. I mean, these also are, are great opportunities and potentials now because that squeezes these animals into uh, maybe more uh, narrow and tighter corridors and areas for their food. I mean, they're going to follow the game and wherever the game's going, right? So, um, obviously, it is an opportunity in itself for those. I mean, it's. I mean, first and foremost, we need to you know have prayers for the people. Well, well how many how many how many times have we seen natural disasters that somehow or another it was coupled with an increase in sightings or unusual. Like Mount St. Helens, the the rumors there that the that there were dead Bigfoot there, uh-huh. that people had had seen them. Uh, well, you know that that's that's a volcano going off. It doesn't happen that often, but I could I could see that being a possibility. You know what I mean? They, well, yeah, they, it's, it's, it makes if, all if there's a Bigfoot sense. there. You know, they, they where are they going to go uh, unless they go underground or something. Well, yeah, right. well, yeah, well, if you know, it's getting flooded underground too. You know, it's just another thing. Uh, you know, I, and then there's, you know, I know that they like the water and all that, but um, once again, they're going to follow the game. They're going to, they're going to do what all other creatures probably are going to do. Instead, of, they're going to move away from the, pro, the, you know, the flood. Well, wild hogs are coming up in the town. They, I saw a video of that this morning. Uh, the town downtown area. Full of wild hogs. <laughs> That's a heck of a thing to see. <laughs> Especially well, yeah. those, those big old boars, those thousand <laughs> pounders. My gosh, have one coming into your yard and eating your roses. And well, and it'd, your, be, uh, it'd be it'd be worse to see a bigfoot coming to your yard. <laughs> right. Although they're both pretty you know, mean, except one one looking, actually, look, looking for something to eat. Right. Both pretty mean, but one of them actually might be good eating. So, um, you know, that'd be kind of fun, actually, you know, just sitting in your front porch and just start doing some hog hunting and have a hog. When all this is, is done, and it may take a very long time to get settled, but it'd be really interesting to see or if anyone has seen or heard anything. You know, uh, around that flooded area, in that flooded area. Yeah, especially if, for those you know who are good at reading topo maps and are, and, and did I say that right? Topo or to yeah, topo maps and um, topographical maps. So you know that uh, and you know the ideal areas for them to go to while everything is settling. Um, 
they'll probably have a great opportunity. I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, you hear it over and over again. So who knows? It might be, you know, as far as that part of our lives, it might be a positive thing, but it's obviously for the folks that are suffering because of the damn floods. I know one thing. When the people finally realize what's really going on, there's a there's a bunch of men that deserve to be chased with pitchforks, in my opinion, all the way frickin' to the to the the coastline and make them or walk the plank. One of the thing one of two. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, I, I think I think they're having they're having a much better time of it. This with this disaster than they did with Katrina. Uh, Katrina was they obviously didn't know what to do, and I think it's a lot less so this time. I think they're better organized and they're doing things a little better. And and their people are coming in with their own private boats, and they're not keeping them out. They're letting them be part of the rescue process, which. It, you know, devils and triples and quadruples to people who are getting rescued. Uh, so many times in a disaster, they'll meet you there at the edge and say, you're not allowed in. So, as if you had nothing to contribute. <laughs> uh, I, I went up to this tornado in Louisville, Mississippi, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I sat there and listened to the radio, and the guy kept saying over and over again, don't go up there. Because you'll just get in the way. This was the disc jockey on the radio. And after two days of hearing that, and there was a little boy missing, and they hadn't found him in two days, I knew from that alone that they needed people. You know, and this man had just taken it upon himself to discourage people from going up there. No one told him that people weren't needed. Well, he's probably reading the script like some mindless zombie that he is. Well, I, mean, I went up there, and, they, and I immediately got put to work searching for that boy. <laughs> they, needed, like, they needed the help, and I was glad to him. My son, he's got, uh, well, I, well, let's put it this way. Uh, I, I'm having, once again... Wonderful. Uh, I'm being sarcastic now. I shouldn't say that. Uh, I'm having the opportunity to be around um, another uh, television anchor personality because of my son and their children. And oh my gosh, talk about a plastic human being! It's like it's like they're all under some kind of spell, and uh, they have like zero personality. I mean, zero personality publicly. And, um, you know, they go on television, they read the teleprompter and their script, and they're all saying the same damn thing throughout the country. And, uh, and, and then, you know, we're supposed to somehow idolize these guys because they're, you know, they, they look good with a bunch of makeup on. And well, let, let, me, let me tell you this. If, if you have a boat and you can make it down to Houston, they, they will put you. They will put you to work. There you you know, they need. They need you. So you know, don't don't ever think you're going to get in the way. I mean, there might be some situations where you can't help much, but 
If well, you, you have a boat. You give, you're giving me an idea for my video tonight to do because that's what I want to. I'm going to do a video about, you know, um, helping out the people down there. So, And you know what? I wanted to talk to you about these giant carvings and uh, that you found in lip, you know, at, uh, stone carvings. Uh, and your uh, com. Um you know, you got a carving there, one in Libya, and then another one in Algeria of some pretty big looking dudes. What's your. Yeah, what's your... yeah, uh, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> let me get that bump out up here. What is looking, well, I don't know what the. Is it an elephant that it's with? I guess. If it's an elephant, it's awfully small ears for an elephant, but it could be an elephant. Yeah, I think that. I, I feel pretty sure that's an elephant. Uh, but that looks a lot like Bigfoot <laughs> on the left there. Pretty pretty graphic carving too, folks. I mean, the, the elephants. Uh, he seems awfully excited. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's fixing the butt ends with it. Um, well, I, I'm talking you know, about uh, between his legs there. He's got something. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> you got to make. <laughs> Sometimes there's not enough room to do your carving, you know, so your proportions get off. (laughs) Looks like there's a rabbit something there as well. I don't know what all that has to do. But you think that might be a Bigfoot or definitely giant? Yeah. It's got got that posture that looks a a lot like a Bigfoot. It really does. Uh, uh, It's one of those things where anybody can do this. You can call it just like going fishing. Uh, it's to to watch videos that are taken of, of rock art and stuff and look for where people might have seen one of these things in the ages past and depicted it. You know, so every once in a while I do that. I'll go out there and I'll spend a little time and watch a few videos. And you see these way out of proportion. You know, down below it shows one from Algeria. It looks like this similar is, to, to to Native American stuff too, doesn't it? In a, in a way, or in a, uh, yeah. It, but the pure size of it compared to the the, the folks there in front of it uh, gives you some perspective on size. Well, what do you think? Uh, huh. And what do you think is going on there? Because it looks like it's got like almost like they're having a war with the thing, and it's got like a tail too, though. It's got. I don't know what the heck it is. It's a weird creature, and it looks like almost like they're praying to it. Either they're praying not to kill them. <laughs> Are they sad? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's Posey Ammo. You ever heard that, that name? No. You ever heard that name, Posey Ammo? No, I have not. Posey Ammo was somebody that the Southwestern Indians went to go see in the North to help them plan a rebellion against the Spanish. Ah. And Jose Amo was supposed to be a giant. A giant and, uh, or, or, or a spirit? Because like this thing's transparent. This thing is... No, no, no. Jose no. Amo, they actually traveled to meet him. They traveled two weeks north 
into Nevada, which is where the giant handprint was in Low Low Block Cave. Maybe that's the handprint of Posey Yamo. So interesting. So were they asking for the help or like, hey, can you guys like? Well, he he didn't he didn't participate, but he planned it. Uh, that's why these people call them gods because they would they they had very acute mental abilities. Ah. Uh, and he planned for them, and they went back and they executed his plan and pushed the Spanish out of there. And they didn't see the Spanish anymore for over a hundred years. Ah, interesting story. Yeah, that's, so th- th- that's the that's the slave defeating the master. See, they were enslaved by the Spanish. And then we got the ones in the Tibet, the red one, the red man, I and mean, the big head. And you know, a lot of this, you know, you remember the book the. And I brought this up and bringing this up with people I've been talking to because I've been thinking about it. Actually, tonight probably actually going to the library and see if I can get a couple of the copies of these, the, you know, Where the Wild Things Are. Remember that book? The Child's Children's Book? Um, I, I, I must have missed it. Oh, you know, they made a movie about it and just look it up, Where the Wild Things Are. Um, uh, and it's about, a, you know, a child that goes... He's got like uh, pajamas with a tail, and he's like this monster type uh, pajamas. And he goes out at night and hangs out with them. The wild things are. And, uh, I just wonder if they're trying to tell us something, because there seems to be places around here where there are some really wild things <laughs> with two legs. And with faces, yeah, seems, seems like uh, seems like I bet Libya and Algiers too. Yeah, uh, they all like everywhere has their little place of where the wild things are, or were, or still are. You never know. I mean, it's still we live in a very our world's big still. Believe it or not, when you realize that two thirds of the world still doesn't have internet access. It gives you an idea that how big the world still is. Oh yeah, yeah. So what is the, what's the it's story a, about the what's the story about this the red man in, the, in Tibet? What's that about? Uh, it's, it looks a lot like Patty. You know, it's got that stance uh, with the arms hanging down. You know, coming out and hanging down, and uh, it's a uh, all, all they called it was a uh, anthropomorphic figure. <laughs> they wouldn't they right, they would they would not call it uh, a a yeti and they would not call it a human. But it looks a lot like Patty in the film. You can find frames where she's that exact posture. So you see it's got the white looking face against the completely hair covered from the head down around the jaw. Uh, no clothes. Uh, ochre, it's, 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 it's painted in red ochre, and that's significant, too. Uh, red ochre was like for very important things, you know, almost sacred things. Well, I know where, where I'm from, uh, in northwest Ohio, 
area of Maumee, Ohio, near uh, well Fort Meigs, is they have a guy discovered the the ochre people, the red ochre people, and I believe there's there's also something up in Canada similar. But these these people, that's they actually would paint their whole bodies in, in red ochre. Yeah, so. it's it's a religious thing. It's a it's very important to, to it's an important color, important method. Uh, that's why you know the the fact that they got it circled also. See, it's framed out. So it's going to be something very significant to somebody whoever drew that picture. Well, I'm glad we could cover this a little bit. I mean, it's it's what more can one really say except that it's fascinating that there's images popping out everywhere, and people are starting to really pay more attention to uh, more attention to the um, these such things, and um, and it, it, it's it's showing up everywhere. Indications of giants. Giant creatures, Bigfoots, Sasquatches, Yetis, etc. That, that this thing that we've been living with this thing for a long time, and for some strange reason, uh, the, the powers that be have, have the desire to hide it from us. Maybe it was because of superstition. Maybe it was because of the potential of the fact that maybe people would uh, think twice about. Going places, settling places, whatever. I don't know. I don't know why they're high. They, they, or it just it it did, it doesn't work with their uh, their narrative of uh, evolution. So, Maybe so who, who knows? But uh, you know, people people have been on this earth for the long for as long as people have been on this earth. There they, you go. That's, they, that's a, they 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 have they, we've had we've always had our ideas manipulated or, or inclined or pushed or skewed uh, in mass, in for the masses, uh, whether it be a religious concept or, you know, even back to caveman days, you know, they had a belief system. Right. Uh, and belief systems sometimes excludes evidence. You know, uh, if, if, if they think it's contrary or if they're afraid of it, they won't allow anyone to talk about it. Sounds like, or, or like it sounds like the today. You sure we're not living in caveman days? You sure? I mean, well, possibly. We <laughs> uh, just got different type caves, but that's right. <laughs> they got central heating now and air conditioning, but you know, it's just basically you know, if you think about it, we spend most of our time in our box and our little sheltered from the environment. You know, basically okay. If you're you're you're, you're an artist. Sure. If you were, if you saw, if you were living in Tibet in ancient times, and you saw something like this, would you be inclined to want to paint it, whatever your canvas is? I think so. I think it'd be one of the most. Obviously, it's one of the most. It, it from what everyone else expresses, uh, it's one of the most um, impactful events of their lives when they see one of these big. Hominids, creatures, you know, whatever they are. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, even the, even the smaller ones. I mean, if you see one of these things that's so out of the ordinary, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you try to express it and share it in one way or the other? Why? 
it's you know it's 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 actually not it's not good for the human psyche to actually do such a thing as suppress it and we know that for a fact you know um we need to we as human beings we we as social creatures we are inclined and we need the the opportunity to express and share uh, our experiences and obviously if you're to to uh well run across the Sasquatch. I mean... Well, they, they need to make a pill. They need to make a pill that's an anti-suppressant. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I'm sure they're working on it. <laughs> so we, could, we can all take one and we wouldn't be subject to that. Yeah, or that. And we could just let them start walking around the streets and all that and they won't bother anybody. <laughs> the new, the new uh, Bigfoot pill... Now you can live comfortably forever with <laughs> Bigfoot and Sasquatch. <laughs> if you didn't believe before, you will have to. That's right. <laughs> but it's interesting that they were carved, and yeah, you're absolutely right. That and, and and art is being expressed. And one of the things that I did, but it turned out to be the Green Green Man. But I, and, and then people have they're debating what the Green Man is. But the Green Man looks an awful lot like the hairy fellow that that we have around here in North America, I, I posted something, just a short two-minute segment of, of a video um, that had nothing to do with it, but there was a priory in England, uh, and they had a statue of a green man, or um, it's basically, I think, it's the same thing as a Bigfoot. Some people will say it's different, but it's a hairy guy with hanging onto a club or a... a, a, a tree and uh you know maybe it's not a big fit maybe it's something completely different but it's still in that category of a hairy hominid and and not quite human and not you know what i mean not quite ape and why why was there right in the front entrance a a sculpture of it and it was been interesting you mentioned it why why was it green well and yeah why was it green you know because yeah that's a good thing too you know was it well you know this is this is a story that circulated for a lot of years that allegedly happened in Fort Lewis, Washington State. That some soldiers shot a Bigfoot, and they took it to the lab, and the lab found chlorophyll in its blood. Well, imagine that. I, well, let me ask you this question, and I, I don't know if you know the answer, and if you don't, that's okay. Wouldn't you find chlorophyll in a cow's blood? No. No. Okay. No, it don't. It don't make that transformation. It okay. it, it feeds the cow, and it feeds us. But Why chlorophyll is photos. Photosynthesis is chlorophyll. It, it that's that's green because it's actually uh, synthesizes sugar, uh, starches into sugar by the use of light. So. If somebody would have chlorophyll in their blood, and they so this, they stayed out in the sunlight, potentially actually produce food without having to eat it. <laughs> you know, as it does with plants. Uh, so you know that that that's who knows you know if that's true or not, but that is out there on the uh, on the mill. Right. Story mill, 
It's plausible. I mean, you know, we talk about missing links and transition to species, and if we really want to believe in all this stuff, and you know, um, and who knows? I mean, when I say believe, no. If we really want to you, let, me, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you about MK's experience with chlorophyll. Okay. Last year, while I was in Hanobi, this man comes in there, and he's kind of loud and he's real rough looking. And he looks a lot like Jack Elam, you know, the character actor. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm there. I just muted yeah. myself. Jack Elam. He looked like Jack Elam. Anyway, he makes his way around to all of these people. He's got these, uh, he's got a little sandwich bag. He comes back around to me and he shows me the sandwich bag and it's got a a thumbnail or a fingernail. It looked to me like a thumbnail, but he said it's not a thumbnail. It's a fingernail that he got off from a dead Bigfoot. And I said, really? And he says that it was a Bigfoot grave and he pulled it off of a dead Bigfoot. I said, okay. I said, thank you for sharing it. Then he hands it to me and said, it's yours. And he walks out that door and didn't even come back to the conference. I have it here. And I looked, I took it home and looked at it under the microscope and under the, the nail bed. It's chlorophyll and blood mixed. And well, well, I've, got you know, pictures. I've, got, I've got pictures and video of it. Well, you know, that that, that, that that would explain a few things as far as that, you know, they call them tree apes and all sorts of things. And, and the possibility, there is still that possibility. Uh, and I know there's the critics is going to say, no way, but we don't know yet. Well, so we, there's still mysteries out there, but, you know, maybe that's why they're so, they blend in so well with vegetation and why it's so hard to actually get a good photo of them. At times, but well, why, why, why do you? I mean, why? It's 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 one of those things where the story is so far fetched from what you would consider normal that it does. People just tend not to believe it. Uh, but it ought to be evident that Bigfoot is in in some way different from normal. But one thing. It's their size versus what they eat. You know, a, a, a Bigfoot ought to be eaten all the time. It's so big. How do you stay that bulky? Any, if we lived out in, say I lived out in Bluff Creek, I would shrink down to where I was skin and bones. And, and saying that there's, yeah, yeah, their, their diet has to be. You see, something, something else is going on there, metabolic. Uh, so whenever I, I did get this thumbnail and I saw what I saw on it, I didn't throw it away. I still have it. Well, you just take a picture because, of it. Why don't you take a picture well, of it? I took microscopic pictures. I took pictures through well, the microscope. Why don't you put it on uh, Davis Report? Well, I might do that. I might do I think, that. I think that's it's a good coming, idea. I just, I just don't think that you. I mean, it may be, end up being the most cockamamie thing in the world, 
but I just don't think that you should. This is the biggest danger, and you probably heard me quote this before, that it's okay to be wrong, but don't fail to be right. <laughs> you know, if I, if I threw this in the garbage that, and it ended up being real, I just threw the find of the century in the garbage. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and who knows, maybe I it might encourage somebody else to bring some other evidence forward, too, that's just... Uh, it, you know, it, 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 I've, I've got it still, and uh, I can re-examine it anytime I want to. Uh, it's too big to be a finger. could be a very large thumb, however it's bigger than my thumb. Well, it's, my, well, full of, it's got very pronounced striations all throughout, and the ends are very worn. Well, mind you, they got big uh, hands, so it's you know, it's who knows. It's it's it it it, 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 it had chlorophyll and blood mix on the underneath the nail where the bed of the nail was. Well, that would be just interesting to to even to see a picture of it. I would say. Well, I can post a picture. I post I post one right now. I well, post a video. Oh, do that. I think that would be wonderful. I think uh, to inspire people to, to look into it more, and especially those who, um, you know, that, uh, you know, there are a lot of people out there that feel strongly that there's something else going on besides, uh, you know, strictly what we understand is, uh, how do I say this? Uh, what we understand mammals to be, basically. Uh, There's something not quite right, you know, and so there's still lots of mysteries to be solved when it comes to Sasquatch, Dogman, you name it. Um, So, but yeah, um, I think this probably be, well, you you sending it to me or you just putting it in your... uh, Davis report. I'm just, I'm just going to add it to the Davis report. Uh, again, can you give me permission to put it on this on this? Uh, yeah, sure. The video. Okay. I think we should end the recording now because we've been uh, we got about an hour and a half into it, so I want people to listen to it. I know the last show we did. I think it was with um, who was it with? It was with Jerry. So the numbers are really increasing. They're going up. So, started out we're only getting maybe lucky a hundred views, and this one's already at six hundred and twenty-four. So that's good. Slow, but sure. Um, the older ones they're building up as far as that um, views-wise got over uh, forty-two thousand, almost forty-two and a half thousand. So it's slowly picking up. MK, it's not like we're you know, tearing it up. But then again, when it comes to things like this, uh, if you just, um, I guess we'd be patient and just pursue with this, this conversation. And I think a lot of people are going to be, um, there'd be, I think there's, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Let's put it that way. Because we're not, I, what I appreciate what we're doing, MK, and what you're doing in particular is we're not, we're not being sensational. And we're not trying to be entertaining. What we're trying to do is be informing. And I think that that's 
quite frankly, is a des- desperately needed um, desperately needed right now, and always. So, you know, uh, thank you all the people who have listened to the show. Thank you for the new friends. Thank you for all the new subscribers. Um, I mean, we've got so much to talk about, MK. we got to talk about that what happened in Ohio, that rake thing or whatever it is. I'd like to get Richard on with us and talk to him. Um, I don't know if you're still there, MK. Are you still there? Yeah, I am. I'm here. Okay, then just, okay. So anyways, uh, so I'd like to get Richard on, you know, this rake thing, emaciated Bigfoot, whatever it is that was hanging out in his backyard in Ohio, I think. Uh, and I don't want to be sensational. I, I know that uh, he's already been interviewed by uh, Wes from, uh, Sas- was it Sasquatch Chronicles or Bigfoot Chronicles, whatever it is. Uh, but, and I know the, it, there's not, uh, I don't know. I think we, I think that we could probably... West does a good job, but I think we probably could maybe do a more better job as far as to just talking to him. You know what I mean? And uh, so I'm hoping that happens. So I know I, somehow someone wants to do it. So um, and so, anyways, uh, Davis Report, uh, the Davis Report dot WordPress dot com. And uh, Green Wave 2010. Yeah, this that video will be up shortly. I'm, I'm, I'm uploading the video right now. So if you don't yes. see it on there, refresh it later and it'll be there. And it will be on the report or on your uh, the, YouTube channel? On the, re- on the report. Okay, and, and I will post an image of it uh, as well. And it's okay if I post the images of the uh, rock art that you've the possible depicting uh, sure, Bigfoot and such sure. Okay. Yeah. Get something for people to look at while we're talking. So now that I've learned how to use, I'm learning how to use uh, Movie Maker. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, multi, it's a multimedia world we live in, and everybody uses uh, the full gamut. Uh, if you go to a radio station, it's only half radio. The other half is website you know, website content. Right. They have a developer. You know, it's every, everything's multimedia. Well, I've tried not to do that. In the first three, three and a half years, may do that on TalkShoe. By the way, folks, please consider uh, going to TalkShoe and uh, checking out the audios of these things, too. Um, just in case anything happens, we have problems with um, YouTube. There's always, our, it's always archived. And so, um, but check it out. I've asked numerous times. I know that most people just want to go straight to uh, Facebook because it's easier. But um, I think it'd be be good, wise to subscribe to Old Religion Dystopia both on uh, TalkShoe.com and also on um, uh, YouTube. And once again, I'm not asking for any money, and uh, it's not an ego trip. Outside of the fact that I just, I guess the ego trip would be, I just want to know the truth about things. So, and the reason why I do this is to push the envelope and to have opportunities to meet uh, interesting and worthwhile people like M.K. Davis. And uh, why on earth M.K. Davis talks to me, I have no idea, but I'm grateful that he does. 
So with that, I'll end the recording. <laughs> Thank you, MK. Okay, you, you have these things up. Uh, hit the publish button right now. Okay, but you still to stay on to stand for while well, I, I end the recording. Okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.